Buzzer Podcast. All music. Worldwide music started in local music scenes. Underground, independent, unsigned talent. Music you choose to hear, not the music mainstream tells you to hear. Hosted by Shay, the Buzzer Podcast is a Canadian broadcast connected to artists around the globe. Hey y'all, I am Shay. This is the Buzzer Podcast on Air Indie from my pad to yours over the airways. Today on the show, Steve Goldberger from Niagara on the Lake, Canada. A recording artist since the early 70s, Steve has been a band leader, songwriter, vocalist, and bass player for many bands. Today he performs throughout the Niagara region and the local hotspot, The Winery. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Enjoy the show. Cheers. Hi, Steve. Yeah. Hi, Steve. Thank you for coming on, and thank you for coming onto the Buzzer Podcast to share your music with our listeners. I'm really excited about you coming on. Me too. (laughs) It's great to be here. Yeah, awesome. So you're out of Niagara-on-the-Lake. That's right. Yeah, and uh, you're actually thick in the hub of things in Niagara <laughs> Lake, but a little unknown fact <laughs> is, and I didn't know it until today when I went down the rabbit hole on you, uh, you were part of a, a 70s uh, band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> several. <laughs> so, yeah, and yeah. several bands, several bands. Uh, can't I, I don't know if we have time to rehash all of them out, but amazing. <laughs> You've been very active in the music industry for quite some time. Yeah, this is my 50th year, actually. Wow. Way to Which go. crazy. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. You probably have a ton of uh, gig and tour stories, but oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I won't make you say them today. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a bit about your background, how you got into music and what made you stay in music. Right. So I grew up in Toronto and um, um, I, it's funny because I didn't really, I was sort of a late bloomer. I really didn't start playing any musical instruments until I was about 13 or 14. But I, I always had this fascination with, with music and live music. And my, my uncle, his name was Jack Young, and he, he was a band leader in the you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. He, uh, he would play at all the family functions and the weddings and bar mitzvahs and things like that. And he'd bring in his band, which, you know, back in those days, it was jobbing musicians, just like it is now. Um, you know, jazz, heavy duty jazz guys and, and session players, they needed to not just do the stuff they did during the day, they needed to play at night as well. So he'd, you know, the bands would have these incredible players in them. And I always found myself sitting by the side of the stage at these parties, not paying any attention to people or anything, just sucking up the music, you know, which was, you know, uh-huh. jazz and and popular Broadway shows and stuff like that so I grew up with that and uh, eventually I he lent me an an old guitar of his and I taught myself how to play on that and that's yourself taught yeah can't read music still (laughs) 
Oh, I don't, yeah. we, you know, we've chatted a couple times and I was saying from a lawyer, you know, I was born in Toronto and I lived there for over 30 years. You did? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I'm so, a Torontonian. <laughs> well, I'm not going to ask your age, but were you going to clubs and stuff in the 70s too? I, uh, no, um, I was too young. Too young. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, but my musical taste was that of my older siblings. So, there you go. Yes. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I did my share of uh, a bar hopping throughout yeah. university. Yeah. <laughs> Those yeah. were good days. Those were great days. So I, out of high, I finished high school and, you know, had a couple of little bands during high school and I decided I'm not going to university. I, I want to be a musician. And um, the band I was in at the time, we, you know, two out of the three guys decided, yeah, I want to do that too. And um, so we started playing that summer, playing at little bars um, in Toronto and around the Toronto area. And after the summer, that summer and fall um, that split up and uh, I joined the, this uh, band that was starting out and we called ourselves Black Creek. Black and that Creek. was, that was the band I was in, in the seventies that had some success. Yeah. Did you tour in uh, Ontario? Yes. And you know, those were the days of uh, six night a week gig, six nighters. So it was great. We, you know, check in on, on Monday morning or Sunday afternoon in, mm-hmm. a new ta- in a new town and spend the week there and meet people. It was, it was a wonderful way to learn your craft because you were getting to play every single night, two and a half hours a night um, with the same people every night. And, you know, we just got better and better as the years went on. I, I, I feel bad for younger musicians today because you don't have that kind of work situation where you could play six nights a week and really learn your craft and how to put on a show and how to play together as a unit and all the things that, that you learn by playing. You know, I guess kids today, you know, they practice in their parents' basement and they get a gig and play a one hour show or something like that once or twice a month. It's not the same thing. <clears throat> well, I think uh, there there are bands that are do do that, but they're, they're still the old classic type bands that do a lot of gigs. Mm-hmm like take COVID away. Let's pretend yes. it didn't happen. Yes. <laughs> but, so, but they're usually, they're usually just one night or two nights, maybe. A yeah. Weekend, you know? I get that. And do you tour now or are you predominantly? I try, I try not to. Okay. I was, I was offered a gig in Ottawa and I, I turned it down. Cause I, I just, you know, at this stage of my life and career, I really don't want to travel unless it's really first class all the way. Right. Yeah, well, you yeah. burned your accolades, right? Yeah, so. I guess. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm busy enough as it is staying close to home. Yeah, so tell yeah. me a bit about your home in Niagara and the Lake and what you do in the music scene there. Okay, well, uh, my wife and I uh, used to go to the Shaw Festival in Niagara on the Lake, you know, for day trips and things like that and spend a night there. And one day she said, I could live here. <laughs> And I just said, yeah, let's check it out. And we did. And it really changed my life. Um, took me a while to meet musicians of the caliber I was used to, but they're there. There's a lot of them. And, and there's quite a vibrant music scene. There are a lot of clubs, uh, a lot of, you know, um, corporate kind of things at wineries and 
and um, concert venues. And so there's quite an active music scene in Niagara. It's even a little better than Toronto, I think, where the clubs actually pay the musicians as opposed to making you work for the door or tips like that, you know, which is what the club scene is a lot like in Toronto these days. I've heard that from other musicians from the area. Yeah, it's, it's great, yeah. you know. So there's quite the scene. And for back in 2003, I started a band called the Niagara Rhythm Section as, and we were hired for six months to play every Saturday night in town. And uh, 17 years later, until the pandemic, we were still doing it. Okay. So it was the, every, yeah. Is Sorry. that the band that you uh, perform at the old winery? That's right. One of the bands, like the Niagara Rhythm Section, was has been it's been around since two thousand and three, and we've been doing it every Saturday night in town. Okay. At the old winery, and then about ten years ago, the owner said, "Why don't we do Friday night and do it a bit more of a, of a country roots um, singer songwriter thing." on Fridays, and that's when we formed the old winos, which again, it's the same kind of concept as the other band, where we, we're a house band, mm-hmm. and every, every week we have a different guest, singer, guitar player, keyboard player, whatever, but different front person. So they come in, and it's totally unrehearsed, and we just play their songs and back them up. Yeah, that's so incredible. And the... Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the songs that we're going to spend tonight is the song for Winter's Night, which is the cover from the Gordon Lightfoot, mm-hmm. uh, from, from the Gordon Lightfoot, <laughs> sorry, uh-huh. a cover of the Gordon Lightfoot song. And uh, are these the same group of people that uh, you did the album? On uh, this, well, it varies. Um, on that particular album, that's that... Um, on that song, it's some of the people that come and play with us as guests, the fiddle player, Shane Gousset, and Laurel Minnis, who plays in my Gentle Spirits band, which is, so I, I but when that album came out, I, I, I thought to myself, you know what, I should, I should have a, a band that plays the stuff from all my records, because I have a lot of them, and I hardly ever play them live in, in the, in the house bands, because the guests don't know my songs, right? So mm-hmm. I thought uh, I'll have a band that's just dedicated to playing my stuff. And um, Song for Winter's Night is one of them. You know, yeah, it's, a cover. it's a going life a cover, but we do it a lot differently. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now, the reason I asked, because uh, the video for uh, that cover, mm-hmm. it looks like your group of friends performing together like you're very comfortable with each other absolutely yes you know it's funny um the people I get to play with they're all such amazing musicians and they're there because they want to be there and we have a good time and uh there's not a lot of pressure and uh, no baloney (laughs) yeah Uh, or or egos you know it's very egoless and everybody's there just to have fun and, and make the music sound as good as possible. Yeah, well, I know we're going to spend it later, but I just want to mention it because incredible energy. And mm-hmm. the video is packed, packed with talent. Yes. It's incredible. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so what drew you to the music genre, that, like the musical space that you're in? 
Um, I guess it's just the lifelong um, passion for, well, for the longest time, I considered myself just a folky. You know, I love folk music and music of the people. Um, you know, I, I was never really into the hard rock stuff, uh, although I did play that, you know, my younger years a lot. We all did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, mothers of invention and that kind of thing. Uh, the doors. I, was well, I love that, rock. But... I love rock, but you know, yeah. yeah, a lot. I would say almost. I would say ninety percent of the artists that come on the show that are in your space and at some point, and I've even had some that did funk, have done rock. Oh yeah, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I just became more interested in the songs themselves and the words and writing and and uh so to me when i'm producing a song i'm trying to make sure the lyrics come out and uh everything else that's around and all the other supporting music music is is to support the actual song and not it's not about licks hot licks or fancy playing it's it's more about just what serves the song and uh you know when i do a cover of someone else's song like the gordon lightfoot song I made it reggae, you know, reggae with violins and mandolins, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> so incredible. Like it's, it's incredible agitation. Try and do something different. Well, we're yeah. going to spin I Like Old Things from your 2015 Cosmic Cowboy album, our okay. CD. And then we're going to talk a bit about the song when we get back. Okay, great. It's a modern world we're living in The day you're born they plug you in But I like stuff with history Beat up old things that are just like me I like to get up early on a Saturday morn Search around for things well worn I'm cruising garage sales and antique shops Just to freestyle until the sun she drops I like old things Or a beat up wood trunk. I don't need much to get me out of a funk. I love a big pine harvest table. Won't you deliver if you're able? An unmatched set of pressed back chairs. Give me an old guitar and I ain't going nowhere. Patina. 
A roll top desk with a lot of compartments Will sure look good in my apartment A corner cupboard and some gingerbread trim And a beat up old book by the Brothers Grimm I like old things Cause now I've become one I love old things Cause now I've become yes, I one I love old things Cause now I've become one I gotta get me some old And unmatched saucers Medieval tales by a man named Chaucer Coca-Cola tray and a Pepsi crate Gonna buy them all plus an ornate grape I'd like a funky garden table An analog turntable Fold up toaster sure looks good I want the shiny black old underwood I like old things Love the song. It's very catchy, very upbeat. The song start. I'm sitting there going, "How can I describe it?" And I'm going, "You know, it's an anthem to have fun." Yeah. Like it was as I was like, "This is so cool," especially with the chorus you do, and then you say, <laughs> "And now I become one." Well, there's a story I- behind. <laughs> there's a story behind that. Okay. Because I, you know, the song has this New Orleans kind of feel to it. Yeah. There's even a little Dixieland breakdown with the horns and uh, near the end. And, you know, this, it was pretty much complete and recorded and 
I was just about to mix it, and I was watching um, Dave Grohl from uh, Foo Fighters had a, a six-part documentary on HBO several years ago where he went around to different cities and, and picked a re- the best recording studio in each city, and the band would go in, write a song in a week, and record the song. And he made a documentary. Every episode was a different studio every week. And one time they were in Nashville and he was mm-hmm. interviewing Emmylou Harris. And she said, you know, and he, he was looking around the room. He says, yeah, there's a lot of good old guitars here. And she says, yes, I love old things as now I become one. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought, never knew that. I thought, wait a minute. That's what I'm missing from the song. It's missing that hook, you know. So I stole that from Emmy Lou Harris. Yeah, well, and, and, and added anything it. from Emmy Lou Harris is worth stealing. <laughs> She's incredible. Yes. And incredible. then anytime someone would come to my studio, which we would do every Friday and Saturday night before our, our house gig, the guest would come over to my place before the, the show. And sometimes we just met for the first time. So it was a good way to break the ice and sit around and and sort of just you know, gel as a unit emotionally before we actually went to play. And anytime someone would come over before the gig, I'd get them to sing the as now I become one part in the in the choruses. So, oh, so that's how incredible. I got all those voices on there. Well it's an incredible song. I love the video. The video really was a riot beat. to make. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell. <laughs> You were in an antique. Is that a local antique store that you're in, drawing on things? And yes, yes, and that was all done for the shoot. But um, when I was writing the song, I just went into a couple antique stores and just wrote down everything I saw. You know what? I had a feeling you did that. Yes, and then tried, then put it all together in a song, and, and hopefully a, a smart genius, one. Genius, actually. A lot of people would just sit there in their in their room and think, okay, what's up, what's up with that? But to actually physically go out and just go down and write it, like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, there was a Grimm's fairy tale book in the store and yeah. I got into the song and yeah. <laughs> that was good. It was nostalgic for me because there was a lot of Coca-Cola. I yeah. had a very dear friend pass away, one of my best friends, and he was so into uh going into those stores and collecting coca-cola stuff so it kind of made it i loved it i love that part about it yeah. love that part about it then we're gonna spin a song for winter's night which is the cover you did uh and from your dental spirit album that was released in 2018 a question for you is how did you come about choosing the cover and the adaptation that you did? Because it's remarkably different to the original. The song itself. Well, um, I, I just always love Gordon Lightfoot and, and that song especially. And, I, you know, again, I just thought, how can I make this different? You know, and my drummer that I've worked with since, I guess, 1990, Dave Norris, um, he and I, like he's, he's a, He's a reggae specialist, really. He used to play in the Satellites and a bunch of other bands, and he really knows his reggae. And so I, I said, let's try, let's try a reggae kind of groove on it. And from the second we did that, it worked. And then Shane Gousset put on the violin and and mandolin. That's all it really needed instrumentally. And I'm using a ukulele bass on that song too, which also has this 
it's sort of a unique sound. Uh, it's a great adaptation, and we're going to listen to it now. Song for a Winter's Night. The lamp is burning low upon my tabletop. Snow is soft. Falling. The air is still in the silence of my room. I hear your voice softly calling. If I could only have you near to breathe a sigh. To hold the hands I love On this winter's night with you The smoke is rising In the shadows overhead My glass is almost empty I read again Between the lines upon each page Words of love that you sent me. If I could know within my heart that you were lonely too, I would be happy just to hold the hands I love on this winter's night. Winter's night with you 
I love the video. I love the video and the black and white. It gave yes. a, a love, very nostalgic feeling to it. I was lucky that the the live footage actually synced up pretty well with the studio recording. So that worked out really well. Oh, okay. So that yeah. wasn't planned. It just happened? No. Yeah. Like I, I recorded the song first and then the band played it a year later live and we filmed it and I stuck it all together. That honestly is incredible. <laughs> Doesn't happen very often. Yeah, because usually live, you know, the tempo is a little different and it just happened to work out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's cool. So about the local music scene in Niagara, uh, you do perform, and we talked a lot about that at the beginning of the show. Uh, You also have done fundraising for some really great causes. Yeah. um, Well, out of the old winery, right? Right. Um, One of one of the ones that we did several years in a row was on my birthday we'd we'd have a fundraiser for ladybird animal sanctuary which is uh, out of hamilton ontario and it's run by three wonderful singer songwriters lisa Wynn, um uh, melissa mccleland and oh god i can't remember the third person's name I'm terrible and we did we'd have a i we'd again we'd have a house band 10, 15 guests that night to come and sing. And it was usually packed and they always did really well with it. Well, I've heard of people that have gone to those concerts. Oh, wow. Great feedback. Great. Great feedback. And lots of fun, too. Yeah. So can you tell us a bit more about the local music scene in Niagara? Well, um, it's it's starting to come back. there are awesome. uh, a lot of the clubs. Uh, old Winery still hasn't started back up yet, but it looks like it's... Oh, it hasn't? No. He was waiting mm. until he could get full occupancy, which I guess they can now as of this week. But, you know, it's hard. You can't get staff, you know, so... He, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, a, that's the trouble with a lot of people, especially in the restaurant industry. Yeah. I do think, though, that within the next month or two... It's going to start up again, and uh, I'm pretty sure. And I well, I hope <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna have us back. I'm pretty sure he will. But in the meantime, so I've started to do um, some almost solo solo type gigs with just me and a guitar player. Um, I've done a couple of those, and I've got one coming up on November 12th in Niagara Falls at a little club called Local. Uh, yeah, I saw that on your website. Yeah, so. Yeah, you know, again, I'll be doing a bunch of originals plus some covers, and uh, it's it's a departure for me because even though I've been doing this for so long, I've never really gone out and just picked up an acoustic guitar and played my songs. Really? Yeah, you know, by myself. So uh, I still don't want to do it by myself. I, 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 for me, I thrive on the interaction with the other musicians. So I have to have at least one other player with me. You know, I, I yeah. don't want to do it by myself, you know. That's common, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people, that's what they do. They, they're always doing it on their own because that's how you're going to make a living, I think, too. Because, you know, clubs don't have a lot to pay and uh, you get to keep it all for yourself when you're on your own. <laughs> but uh, Was it a mind trip going back to uh 
just sitting with your guitar with one other person? Yes, it is. And it's physically difficult too, you know, because my fingers aren't in shape because I'm a bass player, but on these things I'm playing guitar, uh, which I, you know, I play, I noodle on, but I'm not a great guitar player or anything. And it's not something I was doing every day. So now I'm practicing it every day and getting my fingers in shape and singing for two hours. It's, 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 yeah, it's work. <laughs> But exciting. I like it. I like doing new things, trying new things. Well, maybe you can incorporate solos like that in your group back once you get going. Yeah, maybe. So I hear that you have an album in the works. Yes, I do. Um, I started it when the pandemic started. And uh, so I've been doing most of the tracks myself, playing all the instruments. Um, except for drums. So I've had, you know, people send it, I, you know, we do it remotely. We send them the tracks and they, they add their parts and then put it all back together in the studio. So I've got about 14 songs on the go in various shapes and uh, states of completion. And uh, it's exciting. It's, it's really starting to come together now too. That's awesome. So it's a full album. Yes. I did release I did release about four or five of the first songs as singles, so they're out there. Um, but I, I'm saving up the rest till the full album is done. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And you anticipate it coming out next year? Yeah, early next year, I would think. I hope. I look forward to hearing it. Mm -hmm. Me too. <laughs> So where is the best place for fans to follow you? Um, well, there's my website, of course, and I have a mailing list, which you can sign up for. And, I, you know, when there's something to say, I, I send out my newsletter. Uh, yeah, I, I am a subscriber. I I've been a subscriber for about two years. Really? <laughs> yeah. I can't keep track. You didn't know? You didn't know? No, I didn't. <laughs> I yeah. was going to add you. <laughs> I guess you're already yeah. there. No, you can find me, Shay, at the Buzz Roll. I'm on there. All right. I've been on there for a long, long time. Well, that's good. And, yeah. uh, you know, the usual sites is Apple Music. There's uh, Bandcamp, which is good. Um, Spotify, you know, all the usual spots. Facebook. <laughs> that's great. And... Pardon me? Just under my name and it's there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it, yeah, your website, stevegoldmerg.com, and so is your Facebook yeah. and uh yeah. many of your other handles. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the platform and sharing your incredible music with us. Well, thanks for having me. It's uh, an honor and a privilege. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. The honor's all mine. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, thank you. Have a great evening. Thanks, Shay. Be well. Talk soon. Okay, that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning into the Buzzer Network, sponsored by Buzzroll Media. Thank you to the artists who share their music. Our shows wouldn't happen without their music. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter for showtimes and updates. Subscribe at thebuzzerpod.com. Fans and artists can submit their requests to Shay at thebuzzroll.com. Until next time. Cheers.